0: فَإِنَّ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرُ الْهَدِيِ هَدِي مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَشَرُّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْتَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْتَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضلالة وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارٍ أَمَّا بَعْدٍ Alhamdulillah We praise Allah subhanahu wa that he gathers us in these sittings sittings of knowledge and dhikr bi And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he blesses this gathering and he makes the kalima beneficial for myself first and then to those that are listening innahu sami'un mujibu al-da'awat So the title of this lecture brothers is Taqwa and how to implement it in reality and its effects Meaning, what is the ma'ana of Taqwa and how is Taqwa established as it should And what effect does it have when it's established? So this word, Ikhwa Taqwa, is a tremendous word. And it may be that although we have all, or most of us have heard of this word, we may not know the true meaning behind this word. And the consequence of that, being ignorant of this, is that we won't be able to establish and actualize this kalima, and we won't know the effects that he has in this world and in the hereafter so this kalima Ikhwa, that allah azza wa jal has commanded us within many verses In His saying the most high يخطقون, and fear me and me alone and in his saying the most high إِتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّةُ you who believe, fear Allah as he should be feared. So in this ayah, when he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, حَقَّةُ qati, What is the meaning of haqq? As he should. What is the meaning of this kalima? How should he be feared? What is the taqwa that Allah, عز وجل is referring to in his saying the Most High, وَتَزَوَّدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ التَّقْوَىٰ And take a provision for the journey, but the best provision is at taqwa. So fear me, O oh men of understanding. What is the meaning of taqwa in this verse? And what is this taqwa, my brothers, when he said, Subhanahu wa وَلِيبَأْسُ التَّقْوَىٰ ذَلِكَ خَيْرِ And the garment of taqwa, that is better. And what is this taqwa? That Allah Jalla wa'az has restricted the acceptance of deeds to its people. When he said, the Most High, Inna Minal Verily Allah accepts only from those who are muttaqoon. So the acceptance of Amal is restricted to these people, the people of Taqwa. So what is the meaning of taqwa? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said concerning his people When he said subhanahu wa ta'ala will be in the midst of gardens and rivers meaning Jannah in a seat of truth near the omnipotent king and when he said subhanahu wa ta'ala Inna li muuttaqina mafaza. verily the muuttakun or for the there will be a success. And when he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, When he said subhanahu wa ta'ala there is not one of you but we'll pass over it, meaning the hellfire. This is with your Lord, a decree which must be accomplished. Then we shall save those who used to fear Allah, taqwa, and were dutiful to him. So my brothers, in these verses and many other verses, numerous verses, Allah mentions taqwa. So what is this taqwa, this tremendous word? That we are commanded with And encouraged with And we are warned against abandoning And its people, the people of taqwa are promised eternal bliss And they are promised khair, much khair. What is this taqwa? How many of us say to his brother Or to his friend, ittaqillah How many of us say this, fear Allah Is it just the word that we repeat and parrot Or does it have a ma'anah? Does it have a meaning? Does it have a haqiqah? How did the salaf of this ummah view this word? What did this kalima mean to them? The sahaba and the tabi'un and those who followed them. What did this kalima mean to them? During a fit that occurred around the time of the later sahaba and the tabi'een, the general folk in that time they were in a state of confusion during this fitna and this is the case with fitna and my brothers Now, when fitna occurs it trials the people it tests them it makes the haqq seem like batil and the batil seem like haqq this is the affair of fitna it tests the people and we've seen this ourselves from many those who we may have thought close companions maybe that were upon istiqamah. But when the fitna occurs, when the fitna comes, it takes them away. We've seen this many a times. Billah. People who we thought were firm upon principles and usul, But when the fitna comes, it takes them away. And salvation lies in following the way of the Salaf. The manhaj of the salaf and their usul, their principles. So during this fitna that occurred, the people, they wanted nasiha, they wanted guidance. So they came to an individual called Talq ibn Habib, rahimahullah, seeking his advice. And this particular narration that I will mention, it can be found in Az-Zuhd of Abdullah ibn Mubarak, and also in Az-Zuhud of Hannad ibn Sari, and the Musannaf of, of Ibn Abi Shaiba, and other works of the Imams of this Ummah, with an authentic chain. And it's mentioned in this Qissa, uh, or this uh, Athar, that Bakr al-Muzani, he said, لما كانت فتنة ابن الأشعث that when the fitna of Ibn al-Ash'ath occurred, and this was a fitna that happened, Sahaba were present, tabi'oon. It was a big fitna. But the people, they wanted tawjih They wanted nasiha from Ahlul Ilm. So they came to Talq ibn Habib. And they said to him, what should we do? How should we react? He said, "Ittaquha, taqwa prevent it or protect yourselves from this fitna with taqwa in another wording he mentions extinguish this fitna with taqwa so the people then responded by saying Siflana at taqwa. Explain or describe this taqwa to us. You, you, you are saying to us, this is your advice to repel this fitna with taqwa. Now explain what taqwa means. To which he responded, Al amalu bi ta'atillah, ala min minallah, raja'a thawabillah. He said, Al amalu bi ta'atillah. Actions or deeds which are obedience of Allah. Meaning obeying Allah through righteous deeds. أَلَى مِّنَ Allah Upon a noor, a light from Allah. Rajaa ثَوَابِ اللَّهِ Hoping for the reward of Allah. عز wa And then he said, tarku مَعْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ عَلَى نُورٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ مَخَافَةَ عَذَابِ He said, and abandoning the disobedience of Allah upon a light from Allah, fearing the punishment of Allah. This is his definition or his explanation of a taqwa So as I mentioned Ikhwah, in some of the wordings he says Ittakuha, in other wordings he mentions Itfauha, in others he mentions Atfi'uha, different wordings for the same And it's, it's apparent that they may have asked him a number of times What is taqwa, what should we do Explain taqwa to us, and he said Ittakuha atfi'uha Atfi'uha taqwa." Sorry and when he said, أَطْفِئُوهَا بِالتَّقْوَى This is an apt description because the affair of fitna, my brothers, is that it spreads like a wildfire amongst the people. It spreads quickly. This is the affair of fitna. This is why he said, أَطْفِئُوهَا بِالتَّقْوَى It's like a fire, a wildfire. So this definition, my brothers, is what Talq ibn Habib, rahimahullah, gave to those who asked him concerning taqwa. Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, he described this had and ta'rif in a book of his called al-Risala al-Tabukiyya. And al Risala al-Tabukiyya is a book concerning the verse for ta'abanu 'alal Birri wa taqwa. It's a small work about this verse: al birri al-birr and aid one another upon bir, upon piety and taqwa." And he mentions taqwa and birr and the differences. And so he mentions this tarif, this had. And he says, "Wahada min ma fi taqwa." This is the best of what has been said concerning the definition of taqwa. kulla له من مَبْدَئٍ For indeed. Every amal, every deed needs a mabda, a foundation and a غاية, a goal. فَلَا يَكُونُ الْعَمَلُ طَاعَةً وَقُرْبَةً حَتَّى يَكُونَ مَصْدَرُهُ عَنِ الْإِيمَانِ So عمل cannot be طَاعَةً and قُرْبَةً It cannot be obedience and a means of seeking nearness to Allah until it is founded upon Iman. It has to be established upon Iman So the motive for one for this da'a and amal Is Iman And the motive, the ba'ith shouldn't be Aadah, that is a customary thing Or hawa, desires shouldn't be The foundation for one's amal nor should it be praise, seeking praise of other people. Nor should it be jah, seeking position and leadership. بَلْ la budda an yakuna mabda'uhu mahdul iman. Rather, the mabda, the foundation that this amal and ta'a must be based upon is iman. Wa gayatuhu اللَّهِ ta'ala. And the intent behind this amal is wa ikhwah? It's the thawab of Allah, the reward of Allah. وَابْتِغَاءَ And that one should seek Allah's pleasure by way of this amal, by way of this ta'a. وَهُوَ الْإِحْتِسَابِ And this is ihtisab, that one, he hopes for the reward. And this is why we see in, in, in some ahadith that the Prophet said, for example, مَنْ صَامَ رَمَضَانَ وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ دنبه. Iman is the mabda And the ihtisab Is the ghaya The mabda is iman The amal has to be based upon iman And the ghaya The goal Is that a person seeks reward from Allah He hopes for his reward And his pleasure So this is what Ibn Qayyim said concerning this Haddan and Tarif. min ahsani Ma qila fi taqwa This is from the best of what has been said Concerning a taqwa And concerning the defi- definition of Taqwa There are many from Ahlul Ilm But this particular one from Talq ibn Habib Rahimahullah is said to be the best Or from the best Many other ai Have mentioned this Ta'rif in their works From them Al-Imam ibn Kathir Rahimahullah he mentioned this in his tafsir after the verse, ya fattaqun," And fear me and me alone. And then he mentioned this ta'rif of a taqwa And others from the Madhahabi. And we mentioned what Imam al uh, said after uh, mentioning this had. And if one ponders over this definition of a taqwa then he will know the intent behind the word haq when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu ittakullaha haqqa tu If you ponder over this ta'arif, this had of Talq ibn Habib, you will then know the meaning of the kalima haq. Haqatukati. So he said, a taqwa al amalu bipa'atillah. Taqwa is a amal. Taqwa necessitates righteous deeds it is based upon amal and at-taqwa isn't just statements of the tongue it requires amal bi ta'atillah al-amal bi this amal has to be obedience not just any type of deed ikhwah it has to be ta'ah and ta'ah draws you closer to Allah azza wa jal. Obedience to Allah draws you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So every single deed that does this falls under this haddan ta'rif, ta'ah. Whether it is or nafil, obligatory or optional deeds, whether it is fasting, salah, charity, hajj, or helping those in need, teaching the Qur'an to others, spreading ilm, Birrul then being obedient to parents, dutiful to parents. All of these affairs fall under ta'a, obedience to Allah Azza wa <coughs> And he then said, Alā noorin min Allah. Upon a light from Allah Azza wa When he said, Nūr, my brothers, what did he mean by Nūr? Noor, as mentioned by Ahlul Ilm, is Al-Ilm. Noor is knowledge. Upon a light from Allah is knowledge. In Imam al-Bukhari in al-Sahih, one of the chapter headings, as many of us may have memorized from al al-Thalatha, is Bab al-Ilmu qabla al-Qawli wal-Amal. Knowledge, the chapter heading of knowledge before statements and actions. And then he recited the verse, Know that he is la ilaha illallah and then seek for forgiveness for your deeds. Ilm first. عَمَل has to be based upon knowledge. One's righteous deeds must be based upon knowledge. When we say knowledge, what type of ilm? al الشَّرْعِي al الشَّرْعِي that must be based upon the wahyin the Qur'an and the sunnah this is the ilm in truth this ilm al الشَّرْعِي that is mabni built upon the Qur'an and sunnah it leads to one salvation and this is the ilm that illuminates the path and it leads to one being upon the straight path this is the ilm that shows the one the way and hadith of the Prophet. And a nur that he came with is only one nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said wa in tutiuhu, If you follow him and obey him, you will be guided. So if you follow the way of the Prophet, وسلم, you will be guided. It will lead to hidayah. So upon you, my brothers, is ilm. It, upon you is to seek knowledge. For indeed, ayyu al ikhwah, this knowledge, it will be lifted, as it occurs in hadith, the authentic hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi where he said, "Inna Allah la yaqbudu al-'ilmah intiza'an yintazeehu min al-ibad." That indeed, knowledge will not be seized. Yintazeehu min al-ibad. From his servants. Rather knowledge will be seized with the death of the scholars. Until they will not remain a scholar, and the people will take as heads Juhal, ignoramuses, ignorant individuals. alaykum they will be asked. These ignorant people will be asked. Faftaw ilmin So they will then give fatawa verdicts based upon jahal no ilm, wa So they are misguided and they will misguide others. So this ilm, my brothers. He will be seized and taken away. And when Zayd ibn Thabit, Radiallahu Anhu, the great companion from the most knowledgeable of the sahaba, when he was buried Ibn Abbas, Radiallahu anhu, he said, ilm. He said, ilm. This is how knowledge is taken away. When, they, when Zayd ibn Thabit passed away and he was buried, this is how knowledge is lifted and seized. Indeed, today much knowledge has been buried. And Ibn Abbas was from his students. Zayd ibn Thabit, from the most knowledgeable of the companions, he said, This is how knowledge is lifted, removed, seized. Today much knowledge has been buried. And let me look over the recent years, my brothers. How many mountains of knowledge have returned to their Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From them, Shaykh Hassan al-Banna, Shaykh Luhaidan, Shaykh Ubaid, and others, rahimahumullah. So knowledge will be lifted, so busy yourself, Ikhwa, with knowledge. Busy yourself with knowledge, my brothers. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he said in al Fawaid concerning ilm. And seeking knowledge. He said, He said, the highest of goals or purposes when seeking knowledge is seeking the knowledge of the Book of Allah and the sunnah of His Messenger sallam. This is the highest goal. What, what, what should you seek? You seek knowledge of the Book of Allah and the sunnah of His Messenger عن الله عليه وسلم. ورسولي. And the understanding, or upon the understanding from, of Allah and His Messenger. murad, The same intent of Allah and His Messenger. And knowledge of the hudud, of the boundaries. This is a'la al-himam fi talab al-ilm. When you seek knowledge, this is the best. Seeking knowledge of the Book of Allah... And the sunnah of his Messenger, Sallallahu with the faham and murad of Allah and his Messenger, Sallallahu and the ilm of the hudud, the boundaries, the limits set by Allah Azza wa Allah says in the Quran, ma min Rabbikum." It is the best, because Ibn Qayyim mentioned it is, it is a'la al-himam, it is the loftiest of himam, the Himmah that you have. The desire the best it can be is in seeking uh, knowledge from the Quran and the Sunnah because Allah says ittabi'u ma unzila ilaykum mir rabbikum follow what has been sent down to you from your lord this is a command ittabi'u follow ma unzila ilaykum mir rabbikum wa la tattabi'u min dunihi awliya isal wal fahmi an allah nafs al murad ibn qayyim mentions wal fahmi an allah Nafs al-murad, what Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa intended. <coughs> Not anyone else's murad. Not upon your desires or the understanding of fulan. But Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, their murad, what they intended. And so if your ilm is based upon the correct faham, you will worship Allah upon basirah upon wisdom and insight and ilm. Your ibadah will be correct. And what indicates this is that the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum and the Salaf of this Ummah, the the Sahaba, the Tabi'een, they took their faham of the Nusus from Allah and his Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was their manhaj. So do not deviate from the way of the Sahaba and the salaf of this ummah even an inch do not deviate from their path and he mentions Ibn Qayyim in, in this statement of his Wa ilmi al munazzal and knowledge of the of hudud of what has been revealed the boundary set by Allah Azza wa and these boundaries my brothers we must have knowledge of them that these boundaries they cannot be transgressed. Allah says in the Quran, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, Tilka Fala taqrabuha." These are the limits set by Allah, so do not approach them. Do not even come near to them. fala These are the limits ordained by Allah, so do not transgress them. They are hudud boundaries set by Allah that we must distance ourselves from and remain within these boundaries and if we look Ikhwah we see much corruption present within the lands of Billah you see it in the books of the people of misguidance we see it on the internet we see it on social media we see Juhal that give Fatawa verdicts based upon Hawa and based upon Jahal based upon desires and ignorance they make halal haram and haram halal. One of them says music is halal. Another says taking part in the festivities of the people of shirk. When a Muslim they say it is permissible. As it occurs in the hadith, Ittakhadha nasu ru'usan juhala. The people will take ignoramuses as ru'us, as heads, for They will be asked. And they will give these fatawa they do not have any concern for the hudud do they even know the hudud to, to remain within them the prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam he said inna al halal bayn wa inna al haram bayn wa baynahuma mushtabihat la ya'lamuhunna kathirun min al nas indeed halal is clear and indeed haram is clear and between them there are mushtabihat, Unclear affairs Many of the people do not know them فمن استبرأ لدينه وعرضه To so the one who protects himself And prevents himself from the shubuhat, He has saved And protected his religion And his honour ومن وقع في وقع في الحرام. And that the one who falls into the Shubuhat, his unclear affairs, haram. He will fall into the haram, the impermissible. Like the shepherd who approaches the boundary with his flock. He's almost going over that boundary. wa kulli malikin hima. Indeed, for every Malik, for every king, there are boundaries. Allah wa anna hima allah maharim al indeed. the boundaries of allah are the maharim those things that he has prohibited wa anna fil jasadi mudghah idha salahat salaha al-jasadu wa idha fasadat fasada al-jasadu kulluhu ala wa hiya al-qalb And indeed, in the body there is a there is a nucleus idha salahat if it is correct then the body is correct all of it and if it becomes corrupt, then all of the body becomes corrupt. <inaudible> Indeed, it is the heart. In this hadith of the Prophet we see that there are hudud, boundaries, that one must distance himself from. Tilka <inaudible> These are the limits of Allah. So do not approach them. Don't go near them. So one must know the hudud. He must know the boundaries in order to not transgress them. And then Talq, he mentions in his in had. His he said, al amanu bi ta'atillah ala nur min Allah tarju thawab Allah. Tarju thawab Allah. Hoping for Allah's thawab, his reward. So this taqwa then, my brothers, is taqwa. And this ta'a, this obedience that is based upon knowledge that you will put forth It's not done to be praised by others So that people can say fulan is from the muttaqin." Look at fulan, he fasts such and such Look at the way he prays This should not be your reason for taqwa and amal and ta'a To earn the praise of others And it may be said about you if that's your intention If your intention is the praise of other people That can happen But then what happens to the reward? The thawab It is gone If your intention is not correct Your thawab will not be there It is as if The deed is non-existent And on top of that my brothers After there is no thawab What remains is The sin Because of your niyyah So your motive should be barakallahu fiqum that you seek the face of Allah Azza And This is ikhlas. That in any act of worship, there must be ikhlas, there must be sincerity. Your intention should be that you want to draw near to Allah by way of these deeds. And not that you do it for the sake of others. Praise from others may occur. It may happen that people praise you for your a'mal, but this shouldn't be your concern. It shouldn't be your concern if people praise you or not. You seek the face of Allah Azza wa Ikhlas. Nor should you concern yourself with being with the majority, as many people are. They want to be with the majority, the largest number. And being with the majority has never been the yardstick for the haqq. Never. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَإِن تُطِعْ أَكْثَرَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ يُضِلُّكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ if you obey most of those on the earth, they will mislead you far away from Allah's path. So, so being with the majority has never been a yardstick for the Haq. So then my brothers, the Ba'ith, the reason for your A'mal, for your ta'a to establish Taqwa is Ikhlas. This should be your reason. Ikhlas. And if you look at this, definition of Talq ibn Habib, rahimahullah, then we have within this definition the two pillars of amal for actions to be accepted. He said that al-amal bi-ta'atillah, ala anwul min Allah tarju thawab Allah. Actions that are obedience to Allah. على نور من الله ترجو ثواب الله And these, this عمل that you carry out must be based upon ilm. And this ilm is taken from where? The Quran and the Sunnah And as we've mentioned You hope for the reward of Allah Hoping for the reward of Allah is ikhlas This is one of the conditions, the, uh, the pillars of Ibadah. ikhlas And the second pillar is وَإِخْوَةَ Mutaba'ah Following the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi This is the ilm that must be based upon The way of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi So these are the two pillars Al-ikhlas And ittiba'a Mutaba'ah In this definition of talq We find the two pillars of worship And then he mentions Wa tarqoo Abandoning the disobedience of Allah Azza wa tarq Abandoning sins Leaving off disobedience, distancing oneself from haram. And what is in intended here, my brothers, isn't just fisk. Rather, every type of disobedience falls under a tark. Tarkul ma'asiyah. And the greatest sin is wa ikhwa? shirk billah. Setting up partners with Allah. This is the greatest of ma'asiyah or ma'asi and kufr and then what follows is shirku al kufr is bid'a uh, innovations and opposing the way of the Prophet sallallahu and then what follows that is the other types of fisq so when Qalq ibn Habib said tarku ma'asiyatillah all of these affairs fall under a tarq you must abandon all of these types Al-Shirk, Al-Bid'a and all the other types of Fisq You strive Against your nafs Against your desires In repelling These Ahwa And some of the Salaf, my brothers They said a, a profound statement a tremendous statement mentioned by Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah and Ibn al Qayyim and others that they mentioned ya- uh, Yamaluha Al Fajir Al Fajir that the actions of piety are done by Al Barru al Fajr, the one who is pious and the one who is fajir the one who is wicked. Both are able to carry out the righteous deeds. أَعْمَال بير. وَلَا يَقْوَى عَلَى تَرْكِ الْمَعَاصِي إِلَّا الصديق. As for abandoning sins then none has the ability to do so except the one who siddiq the one who is truthful the one who has الصديق. Only the Siddiq Is able to refrain from sins. Why, my brothers? Because it's a struggle. It's jihad against yourself, your nafs. And this struggle, this jihad, it requires sidq It requires that you are truthful with Allah. And it requires sabr. It requires patience. Especially, my brothers, when one is alone. When one is alone. Hidden from the eyes of others. Nobody can see him. At that time is when the nafs of a person is the most strongest. When the whiskers of the shaytan are the loudest. When he's alone. and No one can see him. At that time, my brothers, desires become the most apparent. Its true nature makes itself apparent. رَيَّذُ billah. In front of others, one refrains, or he may feel shame, or he may be more cautious. But when he's alone, by himself, and the whispers of the shaitan, they come to him, they become louder, he may transgress and fall into haram. May Allah protect us. And as the poet said, If you are ever alone for a moment on a particular day, then do not say I am by myself. Do not say this But say to yourself, There is a watcher over me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching, even if you are alone. Always bear this in mind My brothers Do not be heedless of this No matter how much you try to hide yourself Or conceal your actions Allah Al-Alim The all-knowing al-Raqqib, raqib is the all-watching He's aware of every single deed that comes from you No matter how small And it occurs from the Imam maymun ibn Mihran, rahimahullah, a beautiful statement where he said, dhikran. That dhikr, remembrance is two types. A dhikran. Dhikrullahi bil lisan hasan. Remembering Allah with your tongue, and this is hasan, this is good. وَأَفْضَلُ مِن ذلك, And what is more virtuous and better than that is And يَذْكُرَ اللَّهَ أَلْعَبْدُ عِنْدَ الْمَعْصِيَةِ عَنْهَا That a person who remembers Allah At the time of committing a sin And then he stops himself He withholds Because of this dhikr This dhikr is better A dhikr hasan It is good Remembering Allah upon the tongue is good But remembering Allah, when you're about to commit a sin, and that remembrance prevents you from sinning, this is better. So when a person is by himself, when he's alone, remember that Allah is watching. And should have shyness and haya, as the Salaf would. And so going back to the statement of Sunday Salaf regarding Amanul Bir البر البر وَالْفَاجِرُ al Al Barru al Fajir. Illa Siddiq. That the only the one who has truthfulness, he has the ability to refrain from sins. Be truthful truthful with Allah, my brothers, and Allah will prove you to be truthful. We mentioned previously the verse <coughs> that Indeed, the muttaqun will be in amidst gardens and paradise and rivers in paradise. In a seat of truth with the Omnipotent King. And it's mentioned by Ibn Kathir Rahimahullah, about his teacher, Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah, that when he was in prison for the last time, and he was with his brother, they were reading Quran together, they would sit and read Quran. And they finished the, the Quran a number of times, and then they started again for the last time. And when they reached this verse, <laughs> In the Malik al-Muqtadir, that is when the soul of Ibn Taymiyyah was removed and taken away. And Sheikh Abdullah al-Bukhari, Hafidhahullah, he mentions this to show that he was truthful with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and so Allah proved him to be truthful to the others. Sadaq Allah, fa sadaqahu Allah. He was truthful, so Allah proved him to be truthful. So this jihad, my brothers, against your nafs, against your desires, It requires Sidq Abandoning sins is a struggle And so you must discipline your your nafs You must restrain your nafs You must take control of your nafs Otherwise my brothers If you let your nafs free Your desires free They will take you every which way They will take control of you And you will become the riding beast So you should Discipline your nafs With the Sharia, With the legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Whatever is haram Then refrain from it Even if your nafs tells you to fall into it Strive And you will taste the sweetness Of of ibadah Of iman As it is mentioned from Bishr al-Hafi Rahimahullah Who said you will not taste the sweetness of worship until you place between yourself <coughs> and your desires a barrier. You will not find the sweetness of ibadah until you place between yourself a barrier between yourself and your nafs. So strive, my brothers. Place this barrier between yourself and your nafs. And then Talqi mentioned Ala min Allah. that this tarq, this abandoning of sins has to be based upon nur and the nur mentioned in the second part is the same nur from the first part ilm knowledge ala nur min allah that this tarq has to be based upon ilm al ilm al many people ikhwah they fall into haram they fall into prohibited affairs and they don't even know that this is haram and this happens, this happens often. Allahu musta'al. So this again shows, my brothers, the importance of seeking knowledge. The importance of ilm. That one must strive in seeking knowledge. So his ta'a is based upon ilm. His tarq is based upon ilm. His a'mala based, based upon ilm. From the scholars that have also mentioned this tarif of talq, of is al Hafid al-Dhahabi in Sir A'lam al-Nubala. Under his biography, he mentions this this had uh, of talq of taqwa. After mentioning this, he mentioned some nice words concerning this ta'rif. This he said, abda'a wa awjaz. The talq, when he gave this ta'rif, abda'a wa He did well, and he was he was Concise in his words. فَلَا تَقْوَى إِلَّا بِعَمَلِ So there is no taqwa except by way of deeds. وَلَا عَمَلٌ إِلَّا بِتَرَوِّن مِنَ الْعِلْمِ وَالْإِتِّبَاعِ And there can't be any deeds except that it is based upon ilm and ibtiba' following the Prophet ﷺ. وَلَا يَنْفَعُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا بِالْإِخْلَاصِ لِلَّهِ And that will not be beneficial except by way of ikhlas, sincerity. For Allah, your deeds must be sincerely for Allah. لَا فُلَانٌ تَارِكْ It shouldn't be done so people can say that fulan, he is leaving off these sins because of fiqh, because of the understanding that he has. He shouldn't seek that praise from people. يَفْتَقِرُ إِجْتِنَابُهَا إِلَىٰ مَعْرِفَتِهَا Abandoning sins, my brothers, is in need of one knowing what these sins are. If you don't know the sins, how can you abandon them? If you don't have this ilm, how can you refrain from sins? And this tarq, this abandoning of sins, it should be khawfah min Allah. He does these, or he stays away from the sins because he fears Allah. And not that he is praised because of abandoning this. He shouldn't seek, again, the praise of people. Ikhlas. Faman ma'ala hadihi al So the one who is persistent upon this wasiyyah, He's continuous upon this wasiyah, this advice from Talq. Indeed, he's victorious. Beautiful words from Al-Hafid al Dhabi concerning this tarif. Talq, he mentioned, عَذَابِ الله, عقاب اللَّهِ That one, he abandons sins out of fear of Allah. You didn't leave off that sin or that evil except that you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For indeed, he has knowledge or he knows the secret and that which is more hidden. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows sir, the secret and what is more hidden. So in this verse my brothers فَإِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَخْفَى What is السِّر If you ask what a, what a secret is People may say It is something Or You know A conversation between two people This is a sir A secret But in this verse What is the meaning of sir And وَأَخْفَى Ibn qayyim Rahimahullah He mentions In al-Wabil al-Sayyib He said that sir Mampawa alayhi That the secret is what comes to the innermost part of the abd. He, this is what he tells himself. The secret. This is what comes to his heart. And he does not utter it upon his on his lips or on his upon his tongue. He tells himself this affair and he does not speak of this affair. This is Asir. Allah knows Asir. Wa what is then وَأخفى? What is more concealed and more hidden? He mentions, Rahimahullah, الله, minhu kada fi And what is more hidden and more concealed is those affairs that hasn't even come to his mind yet. Even the abd himself, he doesn't know that he will speak with this or tell himself this. But Allah, He knows. Allah is aware. Allah has he, has, he has knowledge of this. This is what akhfa, what is more hidden. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows our deepest and innermost thoughts, even before we do. So if this is the case, my brothers, does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then not deserve To be singled out with Tawheed and Ubudiyya? And does he not deserve to be humbled in front of? That we humble ourselves before him, lower ourselves. That we turn to him in repentance, seeking his forgiveness. That we establish Taqwa as it should be. If he knows what is more hidden and more concealed, is he not deserving of Tawheed? and taqwa uh, established for him as it should of course my brothers one should bear this in mind when he carries out acts of worship when he tries to establish taqwa he should bear these points in mind Allah is aware, Allah knows even if you are hidden, Allah sees so this then, my brothers, is the reality of taqwa. It is the haqiqah of taqwa. al amal bi ala min Allah, raja'a Actions, righteous deeds that is obedience to Allah upon knowledge abstaining from disobedience upon knowledge with ikhlas and ittiba'ah, with sincerity, and following the Prophet sallallahu wa sallam. This is the reality of taqwa, my brothers. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhal amanu, ittakullaha haqqa tuqaatih, haqq, this is what this means. Al'amal, itta'atillah, ala lul minallah, tarju thawab Allah. Wa al-ma'asi, ala lul minallah, makhafata iqabillah. This is the reality of taqwa. Deeds, based upon ilm, with ikhlas and ittiba. And a tarp based upon ilm, with ikhlas and ittiba. This is the reality of the taqwa. And then Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, he mentioned that for taqwa there are three mar- maratib. The taqwa has three levels. Taqwa has three levels. The first of these levels is safeguarding the heart and limbs from sins and prohibited affairs. This is the first mar'taba, Protecting and safeguarding the heart and the limbs from sins and the muharramat from the prohibited and forbidden affairs. Level one. The second level is safeguarding them, meaning the heart and the limbs, the jawarih, from the makruhat. Safeguarding your heart and your limbs from the disliked affairs, the makruhat. And so one shouldn't say to himself, this is only makruh. There's no harm if I fall into this, it's only makruh. No. Stay away from even the makruh. Refrain from the makruhat. And if one belittles the affair of makruhat, what does that lead to, Ikhwa? It leads to falling into the muharramat. It leads to that which is worse. So refrain from the makruhat if you want to be from the muttaqin. So this is the second level. And the third level is safeguarding them, safeguarding the heart and the limbs from fudul, وَفِي لَا Safeguarding the heart and the limbs from those affairs that are considered to be intrusive and meddling Those affairs that don't concern you Protect yourself from these affairs Concern yourself with yourself only Busy yourself with yourself With your own affairs And do not busy yourself with the affairs of others Do not concern yourself with that which has nothing to do with you. Busy yourself with your own affairs. These are the three maratib of a taqwa. And then he mentions what results from these maratib if one applies them. He says, number one, the first marataba. It gives the Abd, the slave of Allah, his Hayat. If one safeguards his heart and his limbs from the prohibited affairs, it gives him his Hayat, his life. It gives him his Hayat. As for the second level, what does this result in? The second level which is to refrain and safeguard oneself from the Makruhat, it gives the Abd, his well-being and his strength His afiyah and his quwa This is the second martaba As for the third martabah Which is to refrain and protect oneself From the affairs that don't concern him Protect himself from being meddling, intrusive It gives him happiness And makes him content and gives him bliss so these three maratib, three levels, this is what they result in. The first one, his hayat. The second one, his strength, and his afia, his well-being. And the third one, it gives him his sa'adah, his bliss and happiness. So then my brothers, Barakallahu feekum, this is the reality of taqwa and the maratib of a taqwa. And throughout our lives, we face countless difficulties, trials, afflictions. And throughout these difficulties, every one of us, he seeks Allah's aid and his assistance. When he faces something difficult, he turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for aid. Allah gives him success, gives him tawfiq. With that being said, my brothers, there is a beautiful statement from, from the imam, Ibn Rajab, Rahimahullah, in his book Jamil Ulum Wal Hikam, which is the explanation of Al-Arba'in and Nawawiya, where he said, Rahimahullah, that the one who has taqwa, he establishes taqwa for Allah and obedience for Allah. During times of ease, Allah will respond to that with al-lut, kindness, and i'ana aid during the times of his hardship. Whoever has taqwa and at during times of ease, in times of good health, well-being, Safety and security. If he has taqwa in these times, when he faces a difficulty or a trial or a hardship, then Allah will respond to that taqwa with a lutf and i'ana. Allah will aid him. Allah will aid him. And every one of us, every servant of Allah, is in need of his lutf and i'ana at all times. Anybody who thinks other than that Then he's confused, he's misguided Every one of us, he needs Allah's aid Every one of us So my brothers, hasten to Allah's obedience Do not put obedience to Allah off Do not make excuses Establish taqwa as it should Fear Allah as it should be feared Abstain from sins. Refrain from sins. As mentioned in the statement of Allah, based upon knowledge and ikhlas and ittiba' following the Prophet. This is the reality of taqwa, my brothers, the levels and what it results in. I'an from Allah, aid from Allah, success, Jannah in the hereafter. This is what taqwa leads to. If one establishes taqwa and fears Allah as he, as he should be feared, this is what it results in. And so I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most generous Lord of the great throne, that he makes us from the muttaqun. And he makes it from those who establish taqwa as he should be established and, and fear Allah as he should be feared. Until we meet him.